You're listening to In The Moment. I'm Lori Walsh. For many parents, the disruption of the pandemic has changed the way they view their child's education. Lawmakers have been exploring ways to change the way homeschooling families intersect with public schools. Senate Bill 177 would change procedures for parents who choose to homeschool their kids. Those changes include notification processes, testing requirements, and truancy guidelines. The bill would also alter guidelines regarding participation in extracurricular activities offered by public schools. Today's In Their Own Words brings you testimony regarding Senate Bill 177. So proponents for Senate Bill 177, Senator Steinhauer, good morning. Thank you, Mr. Chair. I'm Senator Wayne Steinhauer. Uh, I bring before you Senate Bill 177 this morning. The South Dakota Constitution in Section 8.1 says that it shall be the duty of the legislature to establish and maintain a general and uniform system of public schools wherein tuition shall be without charge and equally open to, to all. The state's gone on to say that there's really three acceptable methods to educate your children. Uh, Those would be accredited schools um, in addition to the public schools, but also unaccredited schools or homeschooling in addition. So why am I bringing this bill? Um, Well, honestly, I was having a real nice day and the governor's office called and said, Steinhauer, we want to talk to you. And I said, I'm not the right guy. I'm not I'm not into homeschooling. It isn't. It's been a couple of years since I've been in school. And besides, when we start talking about things like athletics and activities, uh, I've always had some guiding principles that help me, and one of those guiding principles is local control. And when it comes to local control, I settled on this, which I truly, truly believe, and that's that the family is the building block of society, and that's the ultimate local control. So they should have the option to choose without hindrance um, how they pursued education of their kids. The bill really does four things. Uh, First is it it updates and streamlines the notification process. So when you're a parent and you decide that you're going to do homeschooling, we don't want to have onerous requirements. We might not make it easy for them to apply. The second thing is related to testing. Testing is um, in the statute right now, but it's only in 4th, 8th, and 11th grade for individuals that are homeschooled. When it comes to how do we do this compared to other states, 40 other states aren't requiring testing. And, by the way, we're spending $40,000 a year for a test that isn't really being utilized by the school districts and isn't as helpful as it should be for those that are doing homeschooling. And third, I think that if we don't allow activities, and by the way, the districts are all over the map in terms of what they do. Some districts openly welcome homeschool kids into their activities. Others will require two classes, some as many as five, and then they'll put other onerous requirements on it. And if we continue on that course, we're going to be holding these kids away from getting involved in activities that are very important. But the third thing is really we're also preventing them from a vehicle that can help them fund their higher education. Scholarships are very important, and they are oftentimes come through athletics or the fine arts. So uh, I think that's an important aspect as well. Now, the fourth thing that the bill does is, in my opinion, it helps and strengthens um, some of the laws that we have to make sure that that kids are being treated fairly and that they are getting the education that is required for a homeschooler. And I'm talking specifically about truancy. So in Sections 9 and 11 of the bill, uh, it adds 
alternative instruction as something that a neighbor can report on truancy. If there's um, an issue with a child not being properly educated, you know who's going to know? It's the neighbor watching that. They've kept the eldest sibling home to watch the rest of the kids. Or, and so we've strengthened that section of the law as well. Now, truancy is kind of an ultimate thing, and it depends on where, really where your district attorney is in, in reporting, but uh, I think we've uh, improved in that area as well. We need to embrace this option that parents have for education. We need to find ways to help them be successful, not having barriers in front of them. Thank you, Senators. I'll stand by. Uh, we have opposition testimony. My name is Dan Swartis. I'm the executive director of the South Dakota High School Activities Association. My opposition today is not opposition to any homeschool kid, uh, any homeschool student participating. My goal here is to make sure that a door isn't opened, to make sure that those core uh, eligibility requirements that we have for every student aren't impacted. Uh, section 4 of the bill removes the, requir uh, the requirement to, to uh, provide a birth certificate for alternative education students to the school. Uh, our rules prohibit participation the day a student turns 20 years old. So our schools need a verifiable birth date and they need to at least be able to see a, a birth certificate to determine a valid birth date uh, so that they know the day that that student turns 20 years old um, and, and that they're able to stop participation of that student at that time. Uh, section 16 requires that schools grant a transfer request. Um, we have transfer rules that all students have to follow and we want to, we just would like a clarification that a transfer per this amendment is not granting a free transfer per our eligibility rules that that these that students still have to follow the the transfer rules that we have like every other student in the state would have to and it's not granting a a, a free transfer for lack of a better word a large percentage of our of our homeschool families won't take advantage of this won't do this the wrong way they're not who I'm concerned about and it's unfortunate that everyone gets lumped together but we have to write our rules geared towards people who would manipulate our rules. Okay? The second part of that is we have a lot of at-risk students and families who view sports as, as their only way out of a bad situation. Uh, they live in at-risk communities, they're an at-risk family, and those families will do almost anything to keep, those, to keep their child eligible. Uh, again, I thank Senator Steinhauer for the communication and the governor's office for the communication on this. Uh, as written, I would have to ask you to vote no. I'm more than willing to continue working with, with people on this bill to make it uh, work for us. Thank, thank you, Mr. Sortos. Further opposition to Senate Bill 177. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Chairman Kurt and the committee. I am Shad Storley. I'm the superintendent in Wagner, South Dakota. And the inequities in this bill it scares me because mostly with the not having to have the same um, qualifications that our teachers do through um, having to be certified. But then many of our students use um, activities to participate in school. We have a weekly eligibility requirement at our school. And it helps us to keep kids on track for graduation. I have been a proponent of local control 
I believe that our school districts should be should still hold that opportunity in doing what's best for our communities in not going forth with this legislation. And in all of the school districts that I have been involved in, I have been in contact with the parents and families that have done homeschooling the right way, that they've beliefs or curriculum or their interest have, they are doing it the right way. But the vast majority of the parents that I've worked with as a high school principal, as a superintendent, I will tell you that that's not the case. Mr. Chairman, I just hope that we're considering all the students, school districts, and doing what's best for our students across the state. Thank you. Senate Bill 177 was amended in committee and then passed on a 6-1 to one vote. It moves on for consideration by the full Senate. You can hear a complete hearing testimony at sd.net. Follow the South Dakota Legislature link in the Meetings Archives section.